I've never right. heard of it. So I looked it up right. and it's real, real bottom shelf. I was like, I don't remember buying this, which means I was 21. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, let's, uh, shit, let's get into it, huh? Because I can't look at you and look at the room, the room you're in without wanting to talk about it. Like, I know. Because so, I, I, like, I text you and I was like, I think it'd be very fitting because especially last time we talked, we finished and you were basically saying that you like your undergrad was in sexuality, mm-hmm. wasn't it? So what, yeah. it, what was it your was, study? It was um, technically health sciences with a concentration in human sexuality based in research. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I was trying to become a sex therapist. Gotcha. Okay. Oh. Kind of like, did you watch Sex Education? Uh, yeah. On Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I haven't I... finished the second season. Gotcha. Oh, but man. I watched all the first. Oh, man. I want to... Uh, I kind of want to dish through. on something. Oh, so you know the guy in the wheelchair then? Okay, so he just got... So I'm not all the way halfway through because he just got okay. introduced. And I was like... How damn time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm and not And he's gonna... actually disabled. Oh, really? The actor is, yeah. Nice. Because I That's immediately was like, oh, no. No, don't you fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. But for yeah, me, that whole thing is tough for me because, like, I want I want a good performance as well. So it's like, if you can't, if it's the right role and you can get the right performance from someone who's True. who has a disability, go for it. You should absolutely try 100% to do that. And if you mm-hmm. can't, find a really good actor, not Brian Cranston. So, Yeah. Like, I don't see him as a great yeah. actor. No. Honestly, because he, like, he even in Breaking Bad, he, Eisenberg never evolved. He never evolved as a character. It was always the I've, same fucking thing. I've never seen it, so I can't even. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. I'm, like, the only person. It's a, <laughs> it's a R.H. show. It, I'm, I'm on the boat of, like, I watched the first three seasons, and then I was out. Okay. So it was enough for you to watch three seasons of it. And there it was, was only five. Cool. And there was only five seasons, so yeah, it was good. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. I have a very similar feeling as far as seeing disabled people represented. Like I'm just happy to see someone in a chair in a show. Yeah, I don't care. But but here's the the most. So so I'll (laughs) say this for sex education. I'll say that they give a true representation of what it's like to be in a chair. As far as like sexuality, okay. I I don't want to spoil it because cool. it's oh, fucked. Sense. It's fucked. I no, you can you can tell me uh, it's okay because I'm ex- I, I, sure? I want to know. Yeah, because it'll take me a while to get to it anyway because I have so, no free time. You know that. Gotcha. So the reason I say it's a true representation is because they don't let him get any type of chance until the last episode. And okay. and he has to do. He has to do some shady shit to even, oh. like, get the opportunity. Well, to get uh, a I mean, further opportunity. He 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 had to, like, delete a voicemail from another guy to get yeah. her to so she didn't hear it. So. Oh, that is shady. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. I would do it. We've all done some shady shit for exactly. sex, so. All is fair in love and war. It's true. That's a saying for a yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I like that they they were yeah. accurate then. Yeah, that, because it's fucked up. 
That so is that's, what I'm tired of, of them saying like, oh, we put a disabled character into our mainstream media and then just, you know, it's it's just your, oh, it's the sad little person in the wheelchair. Like they don't have a real story arc or they don't have a backstory right. or exactly. anything accurate to being disabled. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're literally just filler. Like this is this is some like probably bullshit. No. Exactly. And it is kind of like spot on how sexually, especially for guys. So this is one of the topics I wanted to talk about is like, so as far as people in wheelchairs go, sexualization, I feel like girls in wheelchairs are sexualized by everyone. And then guys in wheelchairs, we, we get very too far sides of the spectrum. Regular people, we get basically no play, especially someone like me who's paralyzed from shoulders down Mm -hmm. and but then we get harassed by people like devotees and stuff like that like obsessed obsessed so it's like there's no happy ground in there and it's kind of frustrating do you think can you talk about how you've been like sexualized in your chair definitely um i have had a very strange mix bag of people who have come to the forefront as far as with me and my disability, the more visible it's gotten. Um, just because, you know, I've, and for those of you who didn't listen the last time or don't know anything about me, right. uh, I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. My mobility aids have progressed from over the past uh, five-ish years from a cane to forearm crutches to now I am in a chair. And back when I was just using the cane, yeah, devotee here or there for like my modeling pictures where I was like posing right. nude with my mobility aids. Like, okay, that's expected almost <laughs> in the day of the internet. Um, but since I've gotten a bit more of a following and I've been in my chair for a while now, you've graduated. Um, you've graduated, graduated to a wheelchair. Yes. Yeah. graduated and moved up in the world um i have lost the need for legs i have evolved beyond legs no exactly. <laughs> you are now the people in up yes <laughs> or no yeah. in uh in wally and wally yes! the people in wally. in wally yes i knew exactly what you're talking about too yeah. that's so sad I know, right? yeah. um yeah no it's so weird yeah. it's, it's mainly facebook and I, I laughed my ass off because after I got named Miss Wheelchair Virginia, I got just, I would wake up in the morning to 50 plus friend requests. And I'd be oh. like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and, and it wasn't like just skeezy guys from overseas, which is, you know, a lot right. of them. That's um, the majority of it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just like a plethora of other disabled people, which I was just like, oh, nice. cool. You want to be my friend on Facebook? Okay, that's fine. But yeah. every single time it happens, and it doesn't matter how long I've been in my chair, like it makes me laugh because of the stereotype that all disabled people know each other. <laughs> I'm like, y'all. It's a, it's a fraternity. This it's is a this fraternity. Is, this is it right here. Yeah. But no. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Like, so I would, I would imagine... I would imagine you're not just sexualized by devotees, but by able-bodied people just constantly all the time. And Um, and I was thinking about this just because someone was asking me about sexualization in a wheelchair. And I'm like, I don't get a whole lot. Although I get all the fucking questions. 
being like, yo, does your dick work? And like, are you able to, are, do you still like sex and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff? And so I get all those questions. 30 seconds after like saying hi. Exactly. Not even. (laughs) It's not even like a famous person. Yeah, no. Not even a hi. Yes. Yes. It's like guy it's all or it's a guy or girl sitting next to me at a bar who's been like watching me interact with people Mm -hmm. interact with friends and they're just like yo you're getting a lot of attention does like does that shit still work and like yeah yeah it's like very upfront i mean i believe it but it it gives me it gives me a chance to flaunt it like i'll be like yes i was gonna say like say it loud say it loud so everybody can hear it Yes, it's still works. Hold on, let me. Bartender. No, exactly. You're of it. That's why we get along because we're of a very similar mindset of like, all right, no, this is a fun teaching moment. Cool. Exactly. I don't give a shit. Ask me what you want. Like, exactly. I want to tell you. But, but I also I've... like if you're gonna ask me that. Right. Who else are you asking this? Exactly, and it but no. it made me think about how I see girls in chairs and i'm not gonna lie because i was telling them i'm just like when i see a girl in a chair it's it's definitely attractive because mm-hmm. it's like you're sitting your hips and thighs are like very mm-hmm. prevalent and all that kind of stuff yeah. and that's attractive to guys i i notice it i don't sit there and ogle girls you know i don't let it just like overtake me like some people but it is one of those things where sexualization in a chair is different if you weren't in a chair no i doubt it (laughs) i I would be like okay you you know that's probably yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty (laughs) sure ass and thighs are always attractive to guys like that's true yeah yeah and it so (laughs) but it just made me think it just made me think about how like how women in chairs probably are sexualized Mm -hmm. all the time you get all the guys just with crazy ass comments all the time. Mm-hmm. It's um. So I my like social media presence in a chair kind of coincided with some um, like internet sex work that I did. So this was about the same time that I was doing a lot of like nude and fetish and kink modeling. Um, the same time that I like started up an OnlyFans account. Um, so it was kind of like, that was the type of image I was putting out there. But, you know, since my life has changed quite a bit over the past (laughs) year and a half or so that I don't have those things anymore. I mean, I still Uh model, but just not quite in that vein constantly. Um, but so back then it was just like, okay, this is par for the course. Like I expected this obviously that's what I am marketing. I'm going to get all sorts of people sexualizing me. That's kind of what I want. That's how I was making my money. Um, but now that that has kind of come down recently, um, I had an interesting encounter. There was one of those, one of those Instagrams out there that, you know, just tries to, I mean, they it can be just a devotee meeting site but it's trying to like empower lots of different disabled people with different accounts and so yeah. they'll take your picture so they yeah. t- and this one was and um, i'm always and i'm always scared of those yeah. pages where i'm like okay who's like, running this page are this? 
are you a devotee? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I only, I like look into them and I'll be like, so are you disabled? I like, if you're not, this is, this isn't like, good. This is, this is weird. Or like, right. is someone close to you disabled? Like, are you trying to, what, what is your gain here? What Why is your intent? You yeah. Why did you start this? Exactly. Well, like I haven't paid many of them much mind anymore just because I get some of my modeling pictures thrown up there a lot and I'm like all right well none of those scare me do they ask uh most of them yes this one did not but and that's why I like tracked it down and I was like what the fuck is this about so they had pulled a photo from my old modeling kink kind of Instagram and um one of my one of the the photo sets that I'm the most proud of, and I will speak to this now. I don't really care if I'll hear God hears. What kind of set? Um, what kind of I set was did, it? I did a suicide girl set okay. in my chair. Nice. That was my very first um, modeling really? experience in a chair. <laughs> Jumping on in, right? Um, but and it wasn't anything um, sexualized. It just and I'm it, not I'm not overly familiar with suicide girls. I've so, I've probably seen like a, a few here or there, and I'm like, yeah. oh, they're pretty hot. Well, yeah. Like I remember it being a really big deal when I was in middle school, early high school, and like I remember applying for it back then because I thought I was like a punk kid, and I was like, I want to be a suicide girl, and I totally forgot about them until a, my roommate in college was like, hey, I've been, a, uh, I'm a photographer for suicide girls. Do you want to come shoot a set with me? I'm like, oh, oh wow. okay. Uh, I don't really know what I'm doing, but sure. So the premise of Suicide Girls is basically just, um, it's a site, it's a subscription-based site where you pay to see sets of women, generally um, alternative, tattooed, pierced, pin-up style sets. And it's like a burlesque um, show via photo set. So you start off clothed and you end naked. And whatever you do in between there is your own business, whatever. Um, but the way they draw people in is if you get picked a set of the day, they pay you $500. And this is pay, This is based by how much um, attention your set garners. Obviously. Yeah. And so, so uh, basically encouraging more nudity, more friskiness. Yes, but like like they you can't have pornographic type. So except for they have rules against that. Like you can't have any you can't have any penetration, no strict like sex, no porn shots, and like no completely spread shots. It's all very coy and very kind of more classy. More classy, like you said, burlesque. Yeah, it's very it's much more to the burlesque scene. But, you know, people have taken it here or there. But I got on there, and the reason I did it is because I went on the site, and I'm like, there are, I like, I'm I'm searching every keyword I can think of. Like, there are no disabled, there were, like, five disabled people, and there were no girls in chairs. Like, I think there were two, and they all were shot back in, like, 2005. Gotcha. So I shot this. And what year was it when you did it? Uh, last, last spring. Oh, Wow. Yeah, Damn. it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Or, now, spring of 2019. So, yeah. this is where on my YouTube, I'm going to see everybody pause and then go Google. But, yeah, they're yeah. going to Google and find it. No, right. it, it's off of Suicide Girls now. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> but, 
I was super right. excited about this. But there is a the photo that they chose to use on this Instagram um, was one. Um, it's literally just me on the floor. Um, my chair is behind me, and I have my arms on my chair, and you're just looking at my ass. And I have underwear on, but that's yeah. just, like, the big part of the picture. It's not yeah. overly sexual. I mean, it's just an ass. And they brought this up onto this Instagram, and it got so much hate from wow. other disabled people. I was wow. like, what? Yeah. In what way? It, because they were saying that... Um, because I was kneeling on the ground and had my arms up in my chair, um, something that, you know, a year ago was easy for me and now isn't. Um, they just saw that picture and was like, well, that's just a prop. She's just using that to get attention. Oh, or no. this is just overly sexualized. Like this, this person is just using this. And it, it was crazy. Damn. So it was, well, it's just very interesting. So they were judging your, your inability. Like... Mm-hmm challenging your disabledness mm-hmm. and being yeah. like are you are you really disabled and that mm-hmm. it's gotta hurt but it, as soon as they go to your page yeah. they see chair chair chair, chair. so then yeah. there were others because those i ex- i was kind of like all right well whatever i've gotten that forever i'm used to that there were others i mean even like guys who you could tell by the other stuff that they were following like we're obviously just there looking for hot chicks and chairs um who were saying like well like this isn't this isn't sexy she's not sitting in her chair this isn't sexy because i was disabled but i wasn't disabled in the right way that was deemed sexual to them or and that's why i was exploiting my disability or i'm just like can't win right (laughs) And that's why I get frustrated with devotees because it's like as soon as so like if you were going to be with a devotee. So if I start getting more movement, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden I'm not as attractive. Like, that's so weird. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you want me to be enabled and like keep my inability, which is fucked up. It's just it's a strange dynamic where it's just like the world isn't quite prepared for Disable people to one own their sexuality. <laughs> They're not ready to, or they, they like. Oftentimes, you get feedback if you find like a disabled body in a really sexual pose, but say their legs have a lot of atrophy or some part of them isn't fitting the norm standard, and it's not like me in that set who could have been able-bodied just with a chair. Right. Like that is deemed a bit more acceptable than an actual like a a more uh, visibly disabled body showing off that sexual side of themselves so it's a weird right balance balance of what right yeah and as far as like sexuality in a chair it's it is that like feeling sexy in your own body Mm -hmm. like i'm one of the lucky ones that you see my body the only part of me that's going to, like, look, quote-unquote, disabled is maybe my stomach. Maybe. <laughs> and and if I'm laying down, not even that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it is tough because I get, I get all the comments when I'm up on the tilt table or whatever mm-hmm. where they're just like, wow, you just look, look like a normal guy standing up. And I'm like, yeah. You answer that, like, thing. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. That's that's a, that's a nice comment, but I yeah. I do but it but it almost demeans people that don't. Like mm-hmm. if someone else is like shirtless or whatever and they have a bunch of atrophy, have a bunch of visual uh I guess illnesses, I guess. Yeah, or ailments, I, I don't know. But it's it's like that's not that's not okay. That's not sexy, I guess. Well, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's a weird. And then have you? And then obviously from your shirt and room, with all your prideness. So like, do you get backlash? Because like, what would you describe it as? Are you? Would you say bisexual, or is it more complicated? Um, it's. It's not so much more complicated. It's just what I my comfort level is, and I generally just sure. call myself queer <laughs> because I I believe sexuality is fluid. Mine is yeah. I fall in love with and I'm attracted to humans. What how you know what you have between your legs, what works, what doesn't. I, I could care less. Um, so, so you're so queer. you're basically a your sexuality is basically emotional and like mental connection more so than physical connection yes i would say so but that there's also a part so i'm a like pretty sexual person i would say like i'm not someone who needs that emotional connection before i can establish a sexual connection um so on that side of things i don't have a a preference or something that i kind of lean to um and i'm kind of going through some like weird mental stuff with that now trying to figure that out because I was married for a married to a cis man for a very long time so what is that because I don't the term the all the terminology is like yeah I don't want to be sound ignorant but I'm I'm cool with asking questions like Mm -hmm. yeah so what does that mean when you hear cis Mm -hmm. what does that mean so a cisgendered person um so cisgender and so male or female, um, is someone who was born and also identifies with that gender. So, um, like I am technically a cisgendered woman because I was born a woman. I still identify with that gender. You're still a she, her. Yeah. So that is, (laughs) and that is all a, a gender thing. So it doesn't really have a lot to do with, with my sex. sexuality mm-hmm. those gotcha. are two different pockets and that's something so, that's always different. so yeah so as far as so i feel like those are three main categories that people don't understand the difference of because you have gender you have sex and then you mm-hmm. have sexual preference mm-hmm. can you explain sure. like what the difference of the three are sure um so with that with gender so your gender is you know for a cisgendered person really easy it's what you were born as i wake up in the morning i'm like yeah i'm a chick all right that's cool i'm good with it um it it has absolutely no qualms over what you're attracted to um who you love nothing about that that is just you um eventually it would be really cool for that to be the little tick mark on your driver's license that's not just male and female um other options as far as gender um go so if you're asking me, gender you're, is a spectrum. And uh, as a nurse, as a nurse, <laughs> and as, and like, as a nurse, yeah, because yeah. I think people can trust the fact that, like, even in the medical profession, sure. there mm-hmm. should 
there is a for some doctors mm-hmm. uh, should be more. There is a recogni- a recognition that there are these varying degrees. Sure. So so yeah, so gender you would say is a spectrum. So the medical side of that versus um what I was saying about gender being a spectrum. So with gender being a spectrum, you can be male, you can be female. You can say, um, you know, I'm non-binary. I define with neither of those things or both of those things simultaneously. It just depends on the day. It depends on, you know, like I said, there's a lot of fluidity here. Um, But medically, there is, you know, this is the gender I was born as. And with that, I have had no surgical or hormonal alterations to it. So when I'm like teaching my nursing students or I'm talking to some, um, to like doctors or something like that. And they're asking, how do we address gender uh, medically? Like, what? how do we do this in a PC manner and not insult anyone? I'm like, well, first you can ask your patient their pronouns. No one's going to say that like you're stepping out of a box for that or you're not hurting anything. Um, and then- Depending who you ask. You know, some people are just petty. That's true. <laughs> but like, if your doctor asks you your your, your pronouns, like I feel like you you should not get offended. You should just be like, yeah. okay, yeah, cool. I'm just gonna answer that because it yeah. seems cool. But I know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. Um, but but please keep going. Then, yeah, as far as medical treatment, yeah. um, I've told nurses before. You know, is there anything outside of the norm regarding your genitalia, regarding any of that? Um, that I should know in order to medically treat you better. Cause I, I, you know, as your nurse, I obviously care. Okay. From an emergency room nurse spec- uh, <laughs> background, mm-hmm. I could care less at what you, I not care less, but I, what you identify as in the moment of crisis, what I'm trying to save your life does not matter as much as what your anatomical makeup is. If there's something I should know, are you on hormones? Have you had surgery to alter or change anything? Is anything, you know, a prosthetic of any kind? Um, Whether um, whether it's penile or breast or any of that. Um, Right. So for gender, that's that. And from a nursing perspective, there's not. It's kind of easy for medical. It's more of a how do you phrase it? Exactly. Um, Yeah. Well, but, does that somewhat bleed into their sex or no? So your sex. Uh, no, you're fine. So uh, yeah. we, in, if we're going to differentiate between gender and sex. Right. So what that there, um, that differentiation is just your sex is when you were born. Right. Did they check male or female? The only exception to that rule is people who are intersex. Um, mm, who are who, like, who was born with more with, than one. Or, or both. Or, or neither. neither. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. That's that's the only different option for those. Right. Um, and the only time those things change is if there is a surgical or a hormonal alteration. Gotcha. Your gender is... What you identify the, what as. What you identify as. And gotcha. your sexuality... Right. Is <laughs> completely different. Yeah, is yeah. what you identify as being your sexual preference to or yeah. falling for. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I just, think that helps everybody yeah, get an understanding sure. why they uh 
why you can uh, mistakenly offend somebody because I think a lot of people would just assume the opposite, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, if I was just unknowing, I would almost assume the opposite. I would think gender is what you were born with and then mm-hmm. sex is what you identify as. But I don't know. That's not... Yeah. So I think that is a good clarification for people. And then into that, I guess that mental thing you were talking about, Mm because I always feel for people because I feel like I'm the boring one. Not boring. I just like, it's tough because, not tough. It's harder for others in my situation to be as empathetic. Not, not me personally, because I've, I've talked about it before. My mom was bisexual as I was yeah, growing up. You have a different and, upbringing, too. Yeah, so I was more mm-hmm. comfortable in that conversation and saw different people and had a mom who was going through that mental struggle because it is that mental struggle of being like, mm-hmm. all right, so what is it? Like, I feel for anybody because me coming up, I've known ever since the get-go that, like, I like <laughs> women. I yeah. am very straight. And then, like, obviously, like any guy, you have a homosexual thought. Or, like, think, like, could I do that? And then you think about it, and you're like, all right, if I were to, like, kiss a guy, could I do that? No, not really into it. And then that's that. For someone else, it might be more a more complicated thought, a more complicated, like, I don't know. It would almost be like an internal battle or internal confusion, I guess. For sure. There's a lot of um, kind of struggle with, Especially, you know, coming up in an area where you... So I grew up in a really rural area. Um, So I remember being in high school and there was one kid who tried to come out as gay. He was a little guy. He tried to come out as gay. Mm -hmm. And um, he got bullied. It did not go over well. And so he instantly said, you know, oh, just kidding. This Over the weekend, I went to a conversion camp and I was giving a shot that made me straight again. Oh my God. And they, yeah. 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 And, like, and that was kind of how sexuality was treated in, you know, rural Appalachia where I grew up. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't something that we thought about. Like, I was yeah. blessed that I came up with a really open family. So when I started kind of thinking, like, why am I having these thoughts about Evan Rachel Wood? (laughs) (laughs) Why are the only men that I'm attracted to like in eyeliner and drag? I am confused. (laughs) Um, Yeah. My parents were just like, all right, well, like here are these these kind of things. And back then, um, you know, and my parents are awesome and really open, but they're also straight, cis, normative, blessed their little yeah. hippie selves. So they they were like, okay, you can be gay or straight or bi. That's it. Right. <laughs> and so, but I went to college and I'm like, there are so many more options that I didn't realize. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. and kind of probably blew your mind and made you start sure. thinking more. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. yeah. That's and interesting. I, so, so would you consider, because what you say is my understanding of what like pansexual is mm-hmm. is where you're kind of mm-hmm. open to whatever i started using the word queer um because <laughs> i was involved in a um like a polyamorous relationship for many years 
And so in order to kind of encompass the fact that I identified as, you know, ba or pan and also polyamorous and also like, I believe gender was fluid. I was just like, queer, I'm done. I'm tired of picking labels. It hurts my head. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, it's gotta be annoying that that's like your whole, your whole deal rather than just looking at you as a person. Like, yeah. cause that's not you as a person, like mm-hmm. your sexual preference, your gender, your all that kind of stuff. That's just, that's just that. And then there's so much more to being human, to being a person that you might have other different types of struggles Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, things you're trying to battle through rather than just that. Yeah. You know, you're, for a lot of people, their sexuality and their gender is something they never think twice about. It's something that has maintained the same since, you know, they were old enough to realize what that was. And, that was it. And then for many people who identify as anything other than straight, um, they're not as openly (laughs) out there as me, you know? And so that's, that's fine too. It's just, it's hard. It's a hard balance to walk, but I think it's definitely, we're getting to a place in society where it's a lot easier and a lot more understood absolutely and I, sure. I, that's why i wanted to talk about this because it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's just like people are curious people don't understand absolutely. people don't mean people don't mean to offend people when they say mm-hmm. especially and it's like so here i want to ask you this because sure. i know my answer but so within that whole like lgbtq plus mm-hmm. uh <laughs> what do you what do you think has the longest road ahead to being accepted into society? Oh, um, I think I've recently had this asked to me, um, about by nurses and my answer was polyamory (laughs) and, um, anything on the gender fluidity spectrum right um, and that's that's because that's, that's the that's feel hard. you yeah. for someone who's completely yeah. ignorant and doesn't understand how do you how do you start to even yeah. begin when it comes to transsexual or like all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff it's hard so, to and, like yeah and, and they're and they're just curious yeah and like even in, in nursing and in medicine right now, like transsexuality is something that they can, they've, we've gotten to a place where they're like, okay, I get it. I can ask you what hormones are you on? Do you use injections? Do you use pills? Have you had top or bottom surgery? Like these are questions that are slowly getting a bit more accepted, but people who identify as uh, gender neutral or gender fluid, especially gender fluidity where um, I have, met people who you know one day they're feeling more masculine and they will go as far as to you know dress differently bind go by a different name and some days going more feminine and the fact that they have these kind of like two different parts of themselves and trying to explain that medically is a nightmare (laughs) like i understand it but it's very difficult for me to try to explain to my coworkers, like, hey, right. this is something to look out for. This is going to be on the forefront. And it's, that's hard. Or people who don't identify as a gender 
or as either gender at all feel like a complete mishmash. Right. I feel like those, those two and that and polyamory, just because everyone around here thinks I'm talking about polygamy. So. And that's what I had to say the other day. Cause like, yeah. So your husband, cause you said he was very cis. Um, and did, did I hear you right? When you said last time, did he, was he in a chair? No, 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 no. No. Oh, okay. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. But yeah. he was like a very poly. Yes. We, um, we were polyamorous for the last four, five, four years of our relationship, I would say. Gotcha. We were poly. Yeah. We were in a polyamorous quad. Um, so four other, there are three other people from me. Um, for uh, about three years. Hmm. And yeah. was that? I don't know. Were they all? Were they all the same gender or no? No. Um. So it was me and my husband who were both um cis male, cis female, and then another cis male, cis female, uh, married couple. Gotcha. And in that, I was dating the other man, and he was dating the woman, but the uh, same genders never really crossed. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But then, hmm, were you were you comfortable with that? Because I know you, because I know you said you weren't sure if you were a poly. Oh no! So no? I was I was very sure back then. Or I I still I will maintain that I um I got burned by polyamory and by uh, it, it wasn't so much um, anything but my own mistakes that I made um, with it, but. I was comfortable with that, yes. I was very comfortable with that um, gotcha. With that grouping. But it can be very difficult, and I'd been in other groupings where I wasn't as comfortable, for sure. Gotcha. There's a lot with jealousy and yeah. communication. And, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Very... That's what I've told, I've told people. It's like, I don't know, for me personally, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. But it would have to be a very... Very, very particular situation where mm-hmm. all parties were very much communicative, very much into yes. it. And if anybody had any kind of doubts, I'd be like, nah, nah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. That's that's the hardest part. And especially just when I first started dating outside. So my husband and I, when we first kind of entered into this scene, um, we were kind of a part of the kink scene and the kink scene, like the BDSM scene, kind of leads its way very Into closely that. to the poly scene. They're very closely related. You meet a lot of poly people in the BDSM scene. And so that's, that's where true. we were kind of first exposed. And then I knew about it from school. And I'd always been fascinated. And he and I um, decided we were going to open up our marriage first and just just go there and just sexually that no emotional connection just to kind of like see what was out there. And honestly, we was both that... just really liked group sex. <laughs> Clearly. And then was that, was that like because of troubles in your marriage or just because? No, not at all. No. Yeah. Okay. Not at so all. You... Um, it was just something that we wanted to explore together. Gotcha. Um, we always joke that that is the biggest, like the number one, don't do if you have trouble like if they try to fix your marriage yeah if you're trying to fix it with poly like that's not gonna work ever gotcha (laughs) (laughs) yeah no we um 
And the other couple that we were with, too, also they entered into it just because it was something that they kind of wanted to explore. Um, but my husband and I, we were we were open, and then we realized, we were like, we, we kind of, like, we like these other people, and we would like, like, a little bit, I feel kind of cheap. <laughs> like, I would right. like a little bit more from this. And so that's how I entered into exploring gotcha. polyamory and adding right. a little bit of actual so do you think dating. Right, so that's a thing. Because, like you said, it ended bad. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's even possible? Like, Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. To be consistent in that for years and years? Yes. Did you, uh, watch, did you watch that uh, uh, Professor Marston and yes. his, his Wonder Women? Yeah. I love that. that. I love that movie. That movie was really sweet. I love that movie. Yeah, because for people that don't know, the whole comic Wonder Woman came from... Well, what would you call the relationship? Polly? polyamorous thruple polyamorous thruple so Mm -hmm. yeah the guy writing the comics was basically just writing on his experiences his fantasies Mm -hmm. and then his like life experience where where, yeah which was kind of interesting to see their whole story and to see that the two women stayed together after he yeah, I loved that part yeah. of the story. And I was like, yeah. I'm one of those annoying people, it, like watching a movie that's on IMDb. Like, hold on, I got to, who is that person? I got to fact check. And exactly. So I, like the whole time they're in that movie, I'm like, nah, there's no way. I would have heard of this. And I'm like, <laughs> looking, I'm like, nope, it's, re- it's legit. Nice. Okay. Really sweet. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool. So maybe it is possible, but, but it's got to be a completely, completely mutual three party or four party or whatever yes and if you think about it it doesn't matter who you are or how you were raised like this is going at at this point in society a polyamorous a successful polyamorous relationship is going against everything that we know and everything we grow up knowing um because you have to let go of that kind of societal and still constant jealousy and constantly needing to you know to be to make sure that that your partner still is attracted to you oh wait but my partner's with another person right now am i going to be okay with that and so there's but it it means that you have to be you have to be more extra considerate yes so like so like that whole make sure that they're that they are attracted to me is like what are they showing that they are you know what i mean because that's very easy it's very easy to be with someone else and be like i'm gonna start and finish with you always because you are my number one and i'm gonna make sure you know you're my number one it's easy until you you go outside of that exactly now that i'm going back into monogamy culture i'm just like holy what (laughs) (laughs) one person for the rest of for that's a lot of pressure to put on one person to fulfill all of my needs that's impossible (laughs) it's a whole thing um no, but uh, oh my god, I distracted myself with the my. Well, no, go with, with it. that one. Go with it. Yeah, it's, no, it's, so, it is tough. It is tough, yeah, it, it's but it's doable. It's, it's definitely it's, doable yeah, on and both it's like, sides. Yeah, it's very doable. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, what parts of that monogamy culture that we are taught growing up? What parts are you okay with, and what parts are you not okay with? Because there are, you know. Pe- there are a million different configurations of polyamory. Ah. Um, no two polyamorous relationships are the same as right. far as 
their um, ground rules, as far as their their makeup. Um, there, right. there's so many, and with that, you get to pick and choose, kind of to you know to some extent, what you want to sacrifice and what you don't. Um, I have one of my really really good friends. He is like the most poly-minded person I've ever met. And I say that by saying, like, he waited a long time to kind of enter into the dating game. Um, He waited a a pretty long time to have sex just because he grew up in the church. And then once he kind of started going against these things, he was like, I really treasure my alone time. And so I identify as polyamorous and I'm going to date other people. But those other people don't necessarily need to know each other. They, they'll know about each other. Like they are going, right. everyone's going to know, you know, this is that I am polyamorous and that I am dating others, but they don't necessarily, right. I don't have to have a whole happy family. And right. so that form of polyamory is called, um, a, it's an anarchist form of polyamory, right. um, which is super, like, I could never do that because I talk too much and I'd be like oh my god guess what I did last night (laughs) exactly and you and you want to share those stories and be like me and so and so who's Mm -hmm. that and like yeah yeah but for him it works and um right another I don't mean for this to turn into a big old poly thing but that's my background um we've talked about other stuff let's get into this so with polyamory um a term that comes up a lot is new relationship energy Mm -hmm. and or in re and with that um that comes now that's a thing in every relationship it doesn't matter gay straight bi poly monogamous doesn't matter man that Um, re is nice that's the honeymoon phase that's the that's exactly what it is it's a good feeling right and that's when you're like texting every second they're constantly on your mind they're like you know your day doesn't really matter if you don't get to talk to them but i am about your Oh, look at you. See, that's a fun time. Now think about it. If you were going through that, but you had another partner that you were out of that with, but you were still with at home. And Hmm. so now you're going through all this and your brain's constantly on them and you're constantly on your phone. But hey, there's this other person here that you need to consider and to take into account. And so a lot of polyamorous relationships die because people get addicted to that. They're constantly chasing that. Because in a chasing that NRE, mm-hmm. gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah, and that is the exciting part. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. But mm-hmm. I don't know. know. It's just interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got this talk. Uh, yeah. And is there anything else you want to talk about? Got any questions for me? Uh... <laughs> If not, it's okay. I'm not that interesting. Okay, sure. Okay, well, have you ever had, like, you know, you said you you grew up and you, like, automatically knew you were straight. So as someone who has questioned her sexuality for her entire life, and I'm just like, how? How? There's so many pretty people. Like, have you ever had moments where you're like, I mean... So the I mean, no. I've had a homosexual (laughs) thought. I've Like, the exact same thing I was just saying. Being exactly exactly yeah Yeah, every guy is lying if he hasn't at least thought about it where he's like could i suck some dick maybe and then you're like "Mm, no i'm good like that's the whole right no would i'm good at it probably because i have one (laughs) exactly that's 100 percent what it is because you'll like you'll get some shitty head and then you'll be like 
man, I could do that way better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every woman yeah. who has ever been eaten out ever. No, I'm just <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and it's like, you. I've had that thought, but I know when I go into that thought, I'm just like, nah, I don't think it's for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, but, but that gets me into this whole thing where it's like so frustrating that in society that it's not okay for guys to even try or experiment. Like girls do it all the time. Try, mm-hmm. experiment, and then decide, nah, not for me. But then a guy does the same thing and it's like, oh, he's gay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you watched that show Insecure on HBO. No, I didn't. It's a, it's basically the black version of girls <laughs> and oh, okay. it's it's really fucking good isa cool. is like the writer and uh not director i think she directed some of them but writer and creator and like mm-hmm. she gets the whole vision and it's bringing up ideas especially in black culture especially and that was one of the episodes where one of the girls is attracted to this guy they have a good ass time and then he mentions one time he sucked a dick or no had his dick sucked by a guy and then never again wasn't into it. She just couldn't be with it. Couldn't get her mind around it. And it's like, huh. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. Interesting. But that's the I whole thing. It's very is like, accurate. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because especially in the black community, they mm-hmm. are very strong against homosexuality. Mm-hmm. As far as like, and it goes into kind of like Christianity and that stuff. But really it's just a big stigma against it in the whole culture it doesn't really matter what your religious beliefs are and it's i don't know i think it's tough it's tough for people in general to even try yeah yeah growing up in a in a pretty rural area in the south was very similar like that was just not something that men or women like you just did not talk about that you that was not there were no out gay people in my hometown growing up like i knew one and that was bad. And so it was just. Well, it, it's even worse in the black community where it's like, oh, no, that dude gay. Like, yeah. And that's like a huge insult. Mm-hmm. And being like, yeah. Being like, man, that. you gay. And that's a huge insult to anybody. And in the, still. In the black community. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it, I don't know. I wish it was different. I wish it was more accepting. And, and they. And they they'll say we'll shit like that. They'll say shit like that, and then be like, "Man, I don't care if they're gay or not." And it's like, "Yeah, but you're talking out two sides of your mouth. If you're yeah. gonna shun it that harshly, and then not accept, and then mm-hmm. say you accept it, then it's like, how are they supposed to feel comfortable, yeah. even even coming out or trying or whatever?" Mm-hmm. That if you hear that constantly, yeah. it's kind of like, even if you yeah. ever had like the thought in the back of your head, you're automatically like, well, mm, no, I can't bring that out around here. Exactly. No, exactly. it's been, as a, a person that's dated both men and women, <laughs> it has been fascinating. I just, I, wa- I like to walk both sides of the line as far as, you know, my mobility and my sexuality. No, um, it's been fascinating to see what was acceptable to me dating a man versus dating another woman gotcha and vice versa because like say at work if you know i was working on the floor as a nurse um and my boyfriend brought me dinner or something and like kissed me goodbye on the floor nobody's gonna 
look twice. Or it might even say, or might even say, aw. Yeah. Yeah. But if my girlfriend does, no. No, that's not okay. That's something that is pornographic and that we have to hide away to not be seen. Right. And, you know, and now is that something that is in our heads or is that something that's actual, like what will happen? Well, do I want to wait around and find out? Because we're still at a time where, you know, I could get fired for less than that. Exactly. They're not going to say that, but. Right. But it'll just happen. Yeah. Same way judgments in society, they they just happen, mm-hmm. even whether yeah. they're subconscious and or intentional. It's mm-hmm. it, it'll just happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten any backlash from dating an able-bodied person? Ooh, no. Why would I? See, that's like, the have, thing. Have you ever yeah. gotten like, but like the, or okay, well, has a person that you've dated ever gotten backlash for dating you? Oh that you know of so that's that's my struggle because i've never had an open relationship since since my injury you know what i mean yeah like like my except for like my high school girlfriend but i was an asshole and didn't really tell anybody i was that douchebag and then the next girl uh it was very short-lived well it wasn't short we were never like all the way together Gotcha. And then the next girl, mm-hmm. very short lived, where it was like two months, and then mm-hmm. and we would have stuff like pictures and all that stuff on Facebook yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then I don't know if if she did, I, I never heard of it. Like I never got. Mm-hmm. She never told me, or yeah. like shit. Who knows? Maybe that's why we broke or why we drifted. Because she started getting backlash from friends or whoever, whatever. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'm just interested because I see it a lot and I see it written about a lot as far mm-hmm. as the whole, you know, why are you with this person? You're just going to be their caregiver, et cetera, et cetera. But so far, I haven't actually met anybody who has gotten this backlash in person. I know it right. exists. I know it is out there. <laughs> and I just did a podcast. With the wags of SEI, the women, the wives, the wives and girlfriends of SEI, and that was really yeah. interesting. And I think they talked about that how yeah, they would they how they would get yeah how they would get a lot of that, and maybe I'll have that in the future. I don't know. It'll be a whole other thing, and that is somewhat of my insecurity of her being with me is that she's going to be doing a lot. And there's a lot that I can't do. And that's there's a lot that I want to do and yeah. just can't. And I have to just accept that, be okay with it. I'll still verbalize how much I want to help just so she knows. But it's something I can't really control. And my whole 10 years of being injured is nothing but things I can't control. So it's like, it's just another thing I have to get comfortable with. Because that's, that's one of my love languages just like doing I, I like doing for others yeah and and i'll figure out a way to do for her in other ways mm-hmm. but yeah it's definitely it's definitely tough it's a struggle yeah and i think that's something that it doesn't really matter what your disability is or the extent of your disability that is something mm-hmm. that is in the back of most people with any sort of 
you know, uh, chronic illness, disability, whatever you want to call it. Um, the worry of being a burden or is this person, you know, going to get tired of having to help me get dressed in the morning? Is this person going to help me get tired of this, this child constantly getting stuck on public toilets and having to call people? Oh my God. (laughs) That's been the newest super fun thing. It has recently. Oh (laughs) my God. Completely stuck. Yeah. Yeah. pull myself back off of them because I'll try and go in the ones that don't have enough bars or I'm like it's fine I can do this Uh, right yeah it's just stupid shit yeah you know yeah and it is tough because I've had that that was my ex that was uh, she Mm -hmm. got tired of it she stopped doing the things I needed her to do on a daily basis and it that was ultimately where I where I just got yeah Yeah, it's not good. Like, like, I mean, there's a difference between, like, an able-bodied partner and, you know, I'm tired of picking up your clothes every day. I'm going to stop doing that. Versus, you know, I need help getting out of bed most days. And you can't just stop doing that. And that's why I'm I'm a little (laughs) envious of, like, girls and chairs in relationships. Because, well, I guess... Cis girls, straight girls, because they can have a guy who can just come and pick them up. Like, if I were able-bodied and I was dating a girl in a wheelchair, it would be absolutely nothing. I don't care how big she is. It's no, like, I will be able to pick her up. I was saying, you ain't a small person. Exactly. I'm like (laughs) six foot 200. Yeah, and if a girl tries to pick me up, as I love her and as strong as she is, I don't know. She probably could. <laughs> right. Maybe once or twice. Maybe like, and that's where you look at like vacations where it's like, all right, we're going to stay in this hotel. I'm going to have yeah. to transfer it w- just once and we can figure that out. But on a day-to-day basis, nah, I, I, there's no way anybody could do that they for me. Portable but. Hoyers. Exactly. Don't get me started. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, okay, so it's still doable. But, yeah, but but I that's just where I get envious of like the girls that can be like, hey, pick me up and put me on the couch. And they're like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so I was literally having this discussion yesterday because um, I have lately found myself much more attracted to women. And I'm having a freak out because I'm like, I can't date a girl. She can't pick me up. What if I fall? She can't get me out of the bed. <laughs> So I understand a little bit of that. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's a lot of convenience with a, yeah. with a guy. It's a lot yeah. of stuff that you know, right. able-bodied people don't think about. And even I, I mean, yeah. until we are faced with it, we're not thinking about it either. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, damn, we could talk forever. I know. I was gonna say we can just shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll do this again. Find some more show. Have some more we shit will. to talk about. Yeah. Um, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can see your shit, give, give you sure, money, sure, sure. give you love, give me money. All that. <laughs> give me money. I love it. Not OnlyFans, I guess. <laughs> Not OnlyFans anymore. Sorry, kids. <laughs> um, I, my name is Ryan Cress. I am Miss Wheelchair Virginia 2020, 2021 now. Um, and I am found on, oh my God, I think, Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter 
as chronically underscore rye. That is chronically underscore R-Y. Don't change it. Right. I'm not. Right. Right. <laughs> and then everybody go follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Drew Claiborne. Uh, I'm going to have our names at the bottom of this, but it'll be, yeah, Drew Claiborne. And then really, not our nonprofit, go to thedrewcrew.org, thedrewcrew.org, and you can find out how to donate for us, how to help me out, and if you're in Michigan, how where our events are, what's the most recent event, and what we're doing. All right. Thank you, guys. Peace. Peace.